Welcome to Fiction Authors Talk Books, or Fat Books Podcast. This episode, I'm talking with the engaging Dakota Brown about our plans for 2024 and a bit of character development. This is a safe space for people of the industry to talk about the industry, the craft, and we'll definitely go off script. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to see your favorite author on here, send them this link and they can get in touch with us at fatbookspodcast at gmail.com. We take all authors who write fiction and have been published as long as they're polite. Thanks for joining us and on to the podcast. Hello. Hi. Hey. All right. I am almost there. Coffee deployed. Mm, almost. Adulting really does suck. <laughs> yeah. This is never going to be Joe Rogan. So let's just have some fun and catch up, right. talk craft and, you know, chill. Yep. Perfect. Le- less stress. That's my goal for 2024 is taking better care of my mental health, which I think will trickle off to a lot of other things. Uh, I, I would I would like some mental health. That would be cool. I didn't say I had any. <laughs> I said taking better care of it. Uh, yeah, but like, you know, I'm going for a physical at the end of the month and I'm going to get officially tested because I think I have ADHD. Oh, yeah. So I want to get officially tested and see. Even my mom was like, what does it matter? You think you have it? I'm like, I'm not a doctor. Like, let's see. Like, stop assuming and Googling and like, let's, you know, get real answers. Like, I want a certified somebody to just tell me. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, it gives you opportunities for, um, you know, finding more help with coping mechanisms and stuff like that. Apparently, I actually did a lot of good stuff before I moved. And my mom was around more to pick on me for like my lists. And she said it was tacky to have whiteboards in a two bedroom apartment. And so I used to actually do a lot more stuff that was really good for ADHD. But I was let myself be bullied at my age by my mother, which is why we're is one of the many reasons why we're no low, we're low contact. But so glad I moved halfway across yeah. the country for that to happen. But, you know, again, that's a different trauma dump. I, I understand that feeling. Yeah, you know, you got family. They're in Ohio. I'm in Colorado. There's a reason. Yeah, right? Right after I moved here, she was talking about moving back to Chicago. And I just looked at her like, bitch, what the fuck? Like, you, did- <laughs> you begged, screamed, and pleaded for me to move here. And now you're talking about moving back home. Uh, I'm just like, um, oh, yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> I think the the idea of talking about characters sounds pretty fun. Um, I am working still, unfortunately, on Pizza Shop Monster Hunter because that's how my brain has been for the last, I don't know, actually kind of about a year. Uh, <laughs> but I just put together like an alpha reader group of some of my friends and fans so that I could hopefully get a little bit extra motivation and, you know, just a little bit more like uh, positive reinforcement for my stupid brain. and. Yeah, they've skimmed through the the first part of what I what I have written, which I you know I have about I'd say just over fifty percent of it written. Um, I've got like forty thousand words, and I think it'll be uh, closer to sixty, um, just because I have a lot of plot threads. Yeah, uh, sixty to sixty-five, and they they've given me some really great feedback, which makes me feel a lot better about where I've gone with the story. Because part of the problem with that one is it's just been like. I've been right. I'm used to writing a book in, you know, three or four months. So I'm like constantly working on it. And this one I've, I've been working on it for over a year now, which happens, but like I lose some of the, like, do I really have the continuity? I think I have, but they, they tell me that it's, it's flowing and they're excited about it. So that really helped. And these are like, you know, Aaron does read all of my stuff for me too. Aaron, not me. (laughs) Yeah. Aaron Haven. Sorry. Other Aaron. 
A-E-R-Y-N. <laughs> but she's also like one of my best friends. And I trust her to tell me the truth. But also she's like one of my number one cheerleaders. And I'm like, ah. And um, so she she's like one of my number one cheerleaders. And I, I absolutely trust her and whatnot. But at the same time, it's also like she's one of my best friends. I'm like, would she really tell me if it sucked? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she probably would. But also, so just having a few people who... You know, they're fans of mine and they really like my writing and stuff, which it was important. But at the same time, they're also not like that close to me. So they might actually be able to, you know, tell me objective. if something wasn't working. Yeah, a little bit more objective. You know, they're they're more, I think, interested in my books than me. <laughs> I mean, not not like in a negative way, but in like. No, a, I know what you mean. They're a little bit more rabid. In a, in a yeah. positive way. Some of the some of the fans are a little bit more rabid and it's more it's a job for you as opposed to just a luxury and a yeah. nom nom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I picked up a beta reader this year and I'm really happy with her. She's very I've had problems with beta readers who want to get into writing and then they want to be a co-author oh, okay. and then they overstep. Yeah. And I I am I don't want to say people pleaser, but I I have trouble standing up for myself. I'm not right. And then I get easily pushed around and bullied. And then it just, yeah. So she is, she's very clear on the line. She's very good. She is a very detail oriented person where she's like, not, oh, I don't know if Tamsin would behave this way or she'd give these feelings. Or I think she more would say, like, not more trying to co author with me. She's very much like, okay, uh, this is the book where you had this scene. And this is the reference that you wanted to like double check on. And I'm just like, like, she's more like the accountant of everything that's happened in the world. And I just want to gobble her up. Like, it's super helpful. It is funny, though, because she only really likes two of my series. So I had to like kind of coo her into maybe reading it. <laughs> she's like, but I don't really like zombies. I'm like, it's OK. They're sex. You'll like it. Like, because she wasn't really into one of my other ones. And I was like, please. Yep. And she's like, yeah, no, sure. OK, I'll read it. Yeah. No, I uh, my beta readers are Aaron and Rochelle. And we've been beta reading for each other. So we're all three authors and we all three write similar ish genres and stuff. And we've known each other for years. And so the three oh, of us, nice. yeah, the three of us are pretty solid, solidly beta read for each other when we have stuff. And, you know, we, um, we work really well together. So I've got that group and that is, it is so valuable to have that support group. But then Aaron has like the alpha readers, people who read the raw stuff and they might, you know, if they see stuff, they might point things out, but they're not, their primary job isn't editing and, and whatnot. It's more of cheerleading and catching big continuity problems and you know bouncing ideas and things like that and I've never yeah. done that before and Aaron kind of talked me into it after a while you know for a long time I didn't need it but with the way things have been the last year well it's like starting it's like fuel efficiency if you're flying on the expressway you're going but if you're stopping starting and stopping and starting in traffic like you're not getting that's how I always see it and I yeah yes yeah. no absolutely and just the the my brain um brain has been in a rough spot with all the things that have been going on so having some more encouragement i think will be helpful and it's a little bit more motivation to write because they're going to want stuff so i need to get stuff out for them and you know i'm, I'm definitely um deadline motivated so <laughs> see i'm i'm not i can't give myself i actually thrive in calm so the moment like everything's done we're ahead of schedule I turn around and give my book, uh, give my editor another book in like 10 days. And she's like, what, where, where, how? And I was like, I don't know. I was in the mood. Like, I, I, so I had the series so far. It's one trilogy and it's going to be a series of trilogies. They're all in different worlds. They're all in whatever. But you know how people put out trilogies? 
And then uh-huh. it's like you can't keep straight of them all because there's so many from an author and then you miss one. I just wanted to do it like all in one series so people would know. Yeah. And I mean, it's a little weird, but whatever. So am I. Yeah, that's Lisa true. and my editor keep laughing because I now have seven first books Ooh. of these trilogies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I keep churning out yeah. the first ones because I get very excited for the beginnings. I like setting up the world. It's like once I know the ending, though, I'm just kind of like, meh. Yeah, so there's seven first books. Yeah. Just like, son of a... I feel you. I <laughs> I really like, actually really like, love writing the first books, too, because I like all that same stuff. I love building worlds and things like that, Um, which I think is part of the why I've had a little bit of a problem with uh, Pizza Shop Monster Hunters, because, like, I already wrote five books in that series, and everyone's like, but it's your best series. Write more. We want more. And I'm like, I this is fair, and I, I agree with you, but also I already wrote five books in that series. Yeah. And I made my characters super powerful at the end because it was supposed to be the end, so what do I do now? But I, I figured out how to fix that, <laughs> finally. Took a while. Yeah, that's a rough one. I'm 22 books into Artemis, and I'm just like... The amount of emotional toil it takes to write that deep into a series. I'm like, I don't know that I will do this again. I'll do other series like it, you know, because I like the genre of the university harem supernatural, of course. But I don't know that I could do another series. This is going to be 26 books at the end. I definitely won't do it so structured. I won't do like a book a quarter. So two books a semester for college. I'm not doing that shit. Because that was so, that was honestly the hardest part. It was so limiting. Yep. It was like I either had to like squeeze in a winter break or like spring break. I couldn't, I'm, if I'm going to do, well, I, I mean, I have other books for other series that come after written. I just write these books and then I don't ever always publish them. Um, but anyway, yeah. I, it will just be, they flow as they flow and like f- the schedule, you know? Oh, that was so stupid of me. Yeah, no, that's, that's intense. I love trilogies, but like. I'm I'm actually going to work on like standalones and duologies for a little while just to give myself a break. Yeah. So that I can like get one and done sort of thing. And then if I want to come back to the world, great. That's part of why my Seeking War series that's a prequel to the Pizza Shop series, but with different characters is only a duology. I do want to write this story. And I actually randomly wrote like half the book in between one of the Pizza Shop books because it just came to me. That will happen. Yeah. (laughs) And I wanted to do it. So I was like, okay, great. But we're going to do this as two or maybe I probably I might have if I hadn't still been in the midst of I love to write multiple books, I might have just written it as one. (laughs) And that that would have been good. Because now I still have to write the second one. Yeah. They are super fun. But also I have the last trilogy getting the third book done was like about to torturing myself. And I still haven't. Yeah. The Siren trilogy. It wasn't selling as well. It's so sad when your kids don't sell well as the other ones. Yeah. And it's like one of my favorite books. So I'm going to revisit the third one. Probably. I keep saying after I get these done, but then I come up with other ideas and they're shiny. So I am going to, I am going to finish it because (laughs) I think, um, with some updated covers and whatnot, it might do better. Yeah. I had a series like that. It just really did not sell. It's uh, My Naughty Witches. And I was so excited. I had so much fun doing it. They're, they're, it's a series, but they're kind of standalones too. And they're super hot and heavy. Yeah. And they're they're shorter, like 40,000 wor- 40, 40, words. 40,000 words. And I was just, I was in a, a, a slump with my own stuff. And I just, I like blinked and I had six books, uh, six and a, actually six and a half. Yep. And then I was all excited to put them out. I got them, you know, the first ones edited and they, it was like crickets. Nobody, this was right before Artemis. So I almost actually didn't publish Artemis because these weren't selling. And I was like, oh, apparently I can only do Seraphine Thomas. And 
nobody wants anything else from me. But I've had these three books just sitting around for like three years now. And I mean, the first three, like, fine, they still don't really do much, but they eventually did enough to cover the cost of like editing and the covers. So I was like, oh, I guess that's better than just having them sit in just my USB drive. So I'm just going to put them all three out next month. But yeah, even my editor was like, these are some spiced meatballs. I was, she kept sending me chilies and I was like, shut up. She's like, they're, they're spicy. Nice. I was like, they're fun. It's just, they're just fun. But yeah, it's really, it's so heartbreaking when your kids, and it's not like it's all about the money, but it's like you're seeing one kid progress really well, or you're seeing one and then the other and you're like, what did I do wrong? What did I do to you that was so wrong? Like, how did I not do well by you? Like, I, I just internalize it. Yep, me too. Absolutely. It's it can be disheartening. Yeah. The Siren series not doing as well as the first Becoming series. If I hadn't come up with Chris for the price of possession and it just like exploded out of me, I might have not done nearly as well for getting books out after the siren series didn't go because i was definitely like this is like so good why is no one buying it and this is awful and blah 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 but then chris happened and it was great so and my nightmare series done reasonably well it's not my best selling but it's certainly not my worst i still need to like i i hit the last book in the nightmare series when i was really hitting some severe depression and it was like Mm. just about killed me to get that last book done and I did rush the ending a little bit and I knew it when I did it, but I was like, I just, I just have to get it done. And yeah, then there was this weird editing error. Like my editor, she's great. She's wonderful. She didn't do anything wrong. It was all my fault, but I was in a hurry and she had tagged this one word that I overused. So I went through to try and change it. And somehow the, the way I oh, no. changed it, like caused a problem in the book itself and I didn't know it so like the first people who pre-ordered the book and got copies of the book there were all these like typos in it that were just an editing error and I'm like oh my god so I fixed that and I apologize to her you feel like such a schmuck when you do stuff like that it's like Jesus it's I mean we've all done it yeah I left comments in one book I did that oh god at least they were funny ones it was it was pretty much me talking with my editor like I don't care you're the boss what you tell me what we're doing here babe like whatever they were really funny comments and like there were like three left in and one of them was like okay so this google confuses me it says to do this it was it at least showed how diligent i am in my research and like how i pay attention to like but they were they were so not professional like <laughs> word professionally worded and yep but yeah i i remember my phone blowing up and when i looked at social media and i was like what what are you guys all talking so yeah there was like three or four comments left in i was like yeah my life <laughs> Yeah, so the uh, the ending of the Nightmare series is not nearly as strong as I want it to be, and I'm kind of depressed about that because I love the world, but at the same time, I just, you know, I did the best I could at the time, and I keep thinking, because I haven't put it out in print yet, because I'm like, well, maybe I should just rewrite the ending, but then I'm like, no, I'm not going to rewrite the ending. So what I think I'm going to do for that one is there's a couple of story threads that I left open um, that I do need to clean up because I just didn't have time. Oh, and I added a prologue, and I I did do that. People were like, you need a little bit more here. I'm like, all right, fine. So I wrote a prologue and republished it, and people have been happier since then. I'm going to write a novella and tack it on to the end of the third book for the print version so that people who get the print versions have that, and then I'm going to publish it separately as a novella, and so people can read that too, and that should tie the series up pretty good. 
So I think that'll make it a little bit more complete for people. So I have a plan for that. I'll do that this year, probably, if I can get my brain. You just need all the hours. I need to be back to the point where I can work full time, but instead I'm working too much. And like, the biggest problem is, is like I'm part time at my job, but I'm just at the point where... I've been asking for hours because everything's been so expensive. My truck is older. It's needed maintenance. It's just routine stuff, but it's needed it. And like dogs have been expensive. So I've been trying to get more hours at work because I need the money right now. And then that kills me for writing because by the time I get home, I'm like drooling on myself. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so much easier to work evenings and write in the morning, but I I don't have that luxury at the moment. So uh, yeah, yeah, then I don't get any writing done and it just snowballs and whatever, which is kind of where I'm at at the moment. But if I get this job change, yeah. then at least it'll be a little bit more consistent. That would be good. Well, I uh, am setting myself up for a very big challenge this year. The past few years have been great for with Artemis and selling, but it hasn't been, I don't want to say my best writing, but it hasn't been my best me. Yeah. Like I always feel like I'm too far behind. I just, I'm not in the flow I used to. And part of that is an apartment. Part of that is just, you know, whatever yeah. life. Life. So this, yeah, life. <laughs> Adulting. Shit. Well, what's that? <laughs> the IRS, all yep. of it, you know. Yep. But so I set myself to tentatively plan for the whole year. And because I want to finish Artemis this year, which is still another four or five more books. Uh, I'm almost done with 22. So nice. there's four after. But so I'll have to get it all edited. But I, I got the extra books and I've been doing stuff on the side and all those first mm. books of t- trilogies. So I'm actually setting up tentatively behind the scenes. I'm not committing to this a 22 book release Jesus. schedule this year. And I thought five was crazy. Yeah. I'm actually really excited. It'll be awesome to get done. I mean, um, the, the if I don't kill myself, but yeah, don't burn yourself out. <laughs> I've got several back ways out. Like I could switch out a trilogy for a single book. So last year, my goal was 12 books which was getting back to more closer to where I Mm -hmm. used to be, even if they were novels as opposed to shorties. But I used to do like a novel and a shorty a month when I was, you know, nobody. But I did 12 books. Now, I don't want to say easily because it's not easy. My job is hard. You know, we we work. But it was was more than feasible. And I kept writing extra first books of trilogies in the background. Yep. Before I finish Artemis, I'm putting out the first two books of the the same genre series after. So I said just on the offhand, I want to do like books this year. So I've built the calendar for but realistically, I'm planning hopefully between and just switch out some trilogies. And then like a Sarah book I have planned, I could do like a shorty instead of a longy, you know, normal one, whatever. It's a lot. I'm not denying that. Right. Because if you said that, you'd be like, Aaron, I'm getting you the yeah, straight Yeah, I was kind of thinking in that regard. is like, do we need to have an intervention? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been chatting with a boy on the side. So maybe maybe it won't happen because I'll be getting sex. I don't know. We'll, we'll that be- would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded more scared than hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of did. Um... Yeah, it really did. I don't. I don't date well. I don't like the person I become when I date. But then again, I've probably been dating the wrong people. So who knows? Maybe now that I'm like a real, real adult and, and would date a real, real adult guy, it wouldn't be that those games and that, you know, always leaving me worried about my where I'm whatever. I understand. Yeah, totally. Full, full adulting. Totally. But that's actually why I wanted to go with and see if I really do have ADHD, because like my friend was talking to me and she's like, yeah, you have a very full life. You're 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 successful in your career. You've got you know, you've got your financially secure. You've got a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't. She's like, however, you don't have a partner. She's like, you don't date and you kind of say you don't date because you can't handle it. Yeah. She's like, that's fine. You could have that's there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not 
it's a jerk. It's like a knee jerk reaction to circumstances, not a decision you've made in your life. And she's like, I'd like to see you have that option. Yeah. Or at least not be like, I'm, I'm talking to you and I'm like, my voice is full of fear at the idea of becoming closer with somebody or even trying again. Yeah. And she's like, it's, she's like, you don't get butterflies in your stomach at getting to know somebody or the cute beginning. She's like, you just get anxious. And she's like, maybe there's a way to help with that. And like, yeah. so you don't have to deal with that. And I'm, and that's fair. You know, I'm not saying I want to be medicated so I can have a partner, but it'd be it'd be nice to have options of like not just never going out into restaurants because I can't. They're so overwhelming to me. That anxiety and and the social pressure and, you know, not knowing how it's going to work this time. And like, it's hard to go to new places sometimes because you you want to make sure that you do it right. And then <laughs> you don't know. And then it's awkward. And yeah. Yeah. I think even just hearing that I might have it was of huge relief this past year, like realizing that I might be because it explains a lot yeah. instead of just, oh, you know, because I'm old enough where and I'm gonna make myself sound old again, but I'm old enough where being an introvert used to be something they wanted to medicate you for. It wasn't accepted when yeah. I was young. It was something that was wrong with me. So it's just it's nice to hear that there might be an actual answer as opposed to I just be crazy, you know? I just am worry ward. When I discovered the difference between introverts and extroverts, because I'm an introvert too, it changed my life. I was like, oh, oh, that's what's going on. And then, you know, learning some things about like ADHD and autism and, and a bunch of other stuff that I'm like, you know, the whole saying, if you if you surround yourself by uh, non-neurotypical people, you might want to look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Right. Yeah. All no, but that I, I'm, I've never heard that, but I'm laughing because that is most of my friends and well, other authors. I was in a writing group and I swear to God, it was like you needed almost an ADD or ADHD diagnosis to get through the door with that. And I'm not picking on them. I'm just I think it's more this is how creative people kind of are versus yeah. like that's why we're creative, not that there's something wrong with creative people. Yeah neuroatypical is why we are so creative and get into this i completely agree um on all of that but it is funny though because my bestie where i live our dogs are you know together basically or whatever we walk almost every day and it is very eye-opening because she's been very honest with me and she's a very honest person though because yeah. i'll tell her things and she just looks at me and she's not judgmental not at all i don't want to give that impression but she'll look at me and she'd be like i don't understand how you function like she mm -hmm. and it it's helped me realize that it's not that I'm weird. It's well, I am weird, but it's it really is just a difference in the way my brain functions. <laughs> to most people, that might be the hard part, but I just wanted the answers. Yep. I wanted the answers more than just feeling like I'm all alone in this or yep. it's just me and something to be ashamed of. Like my family just always made me feel. Yeah. So talking about, you know, new situations and going out to things and stuff, I've been getting back into dog sports and that's been, uh, mm -hmm. been, I ha fortunately I had a friend who held my hand through my first, uh, handful of scent work trials. I did a lot of the hurting stuff that I'm starting to do again before. So I'm more familiar with that, but yeah, it's just like all this stuff. It's like, I really want to do this to the point where I'm making myself do things that I wouldn't normally do, like not negative, just like going out and putting myself out there because I really want to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, this is really hard. <laughs> I'm yeah. really nervous. I want people to love my dog. <laughs> and then, and then I go and talk about my dog too much, which I mean, I, I'm around other dog people, so it doesn't seem. You're in the right company but, for yeah. that. 
<laughs> yeah, you're in the right company. Well, you know, and part of it was is I used to I well, I I still do some of that stuff like I like farmers markets, but I I tried several times when I was a bit younger to do stuff like that and it always ended up being like a kind of a trauma. Like I when I moved to Colorado, I really wanted to go horseback riding and Ooh, learn horses mm-hmm. and like get into it, especially after living in Wyoming and just, you know, riding a few cowboys and just uh, the horses are great. Yep. And it was a disaster, mm-hmm. especially because it turned out I was actually very allergic to horses. So my allergies oh, and no. I was. Oh, yeah. So it was stuff like that. Like I'd really try. I, you know, I found I found horse riding that wasn't like, you know, super serious and like a, a nice chill thing. And yeah, I was allergic to horses. That's so, you know, that went well. Yeah. So complete side tangent. Yeah, go ahead. Other cool character things that I've developed recently that I'm really excited about that I'm I'm going to use in other stuff. Mm-hmm. I have a Vela that I write and How is that? Uh, you know, it's okay. If I put out a story a week, I get enough income off of it to justify doing it it's a separate like you have to subscribe to that separately or something or well you you submit through kdp right no i'm I'm sorry i meant the readers have to subscribe the readers are almost a different fan base oh okay and so you the vela readers are the more of the people who they have the short attention span and i'm not saying this is a negative because it's it's just kind of the way things are right now i even have this No, because it's very popular in korea where they put out a chapter a week or something in books and yeah like- they want to experience it in small chunks so they have points and they get the chapters as they go and then you know ultimately i think reading the book in its entirety after it's published is cheaper but this makes people happy and it's it's gratifying for them so i'm happy to put that out and then eventually i'll put the whole thing out in um uh, in a book form when i'm done with the story oh you can do both like that yeah. Yeah, you can. Huh. It just has to be on Vela for 30 days and be complete before you put it out in book form. So like, you know, once I finish the Vela and go through and do the editing and stuff, it'll be at least a month or two before it goes out on on Kindle. But that's okay. So Aaron Havens and I both have the Yakutian Laika puppies. They're, They're litter mates. And I decided that I wanted something more in my Vela. So I'm like, she needs a magical pet. And these dogs are pretty magical just in general. So I developed, mm-hmm. we're calling them cloud puppies or nimbuses, and we're kind of basing them off storms and things like that. And it's pretty cool. So I gave her a magical pet that happens to be a dog that looks a lot like my dog. <laughs> and he's got powers. That's cute. Yeah, he's got powers. And the story's kind of revolving around keeping him safe from the bad guys until he's old enough to protect himself, along with her background with the bad guys too, keeping her safe until she can grow to protect herself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I took my cute little puppy and put him in my story because that's that's a thing that I do. And then Aaron decided that that was a really cool idea. And I was like, hey, you should write your dog into your series and we can develop this together. So we've got a little document we share and we share ideas and stuff and we just, Oh, that's you know, cute. So I, one of the trilogies I'll have coming up is supposed to be quote unquote me living in an apartment, mm-hmm. an author, mm-hmm. full shebang. It kind of started from everybody saying like, oh my God, your dog park there is crazy. You should write a book about it. And finally just being like, whatever. Yeah. Everyone That's awesome. But there's also a cute guy on the first floor that I, you know, is the the, the starter for the book. But nice. I renamed Vader in the book because to Yoda because and I even <laughs> like quote unquote I say in the book like what because he's a black dog you think I'd be like cliche and name him Vader because that was the first comment I ever got when I ever posted a picture of Vader on social media somebody on Facebook was like oh how cliche you named a black dog Vader and I was oh, like jerk piss off dude like yeah what a jerk it wasn't just because he was black it was because he was a troublemaker 
Like I was still signing forms to adopt him and he tried to jump off the counter. Like just <laughs> free, free fall, jump off the counter. And luckily I have good reflexes and caught him like midair. Like, what are you doing? Yep. Vader is a, he is a trouble, trouble, troublemaker. Yep. I love him and he's great. He talks too much, but so do I, you know, it's good. <laughs> but it was honestly the whole, he's got the dark, the, my son has the dark side strong in him. Like, that he was Vader more than he's a black dog. Like, but so yeah, yeah. I, I I like doing that kind of stuff and just the fun and poking at things. So that's awesome. You know, later in the year, maybe I'll talk to you more about the Vela stuff because I'd I'd like to know more about that. It is kind of a different reader base, so it's not like you're you're almost double dipping, it's but it's more like a- manga and Moana, um, like from what I'm gathering, like readers like the comics, you know, like yeah, they're readers who want to get a quick read on their phone while they're in the middle of something and they're maybe not even novel readers they just like the vela format and then you'll get Hmm. you know your your fans i do have a few crossovers but most of the people only started reading the vela because they like my stuff or they say well wait till you put it out in an ebook because i did tell my readers that i was going to after it was done and they're like well wait i'm like that's fine do what you want I don't think I could have the pressure of like keeping up with the schedule, but I would absolutely like write the full book and like release it in chapters if that's what people like. That's fine. You do, you know, I'm okay with extra audiences. Yeah. For me, it's kind of a side, side thing. So like most of the time I get a chapter a week, every once in a while, I don't like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm behind this last week. Cause you know, chaos. Yeah. But if I put out four episodes a month, you know, it does pretty well. So it's worth looking yeah. into it. For some sure. people do really well on it. Some, some months yeah. it's a little bit less. Some months it's a little bit um, like, I think November was like, um, I think December is going to be really good because I was pretty consistent between November and December and I got a lot of reads off of it. Yeah. Kind of weird system, but we can, we can talk about that later in the future. No, for sure. Oh, so considering you want to do the, the pizza shop, is there like one character in there that like you want to talk about? delve into or i think most of my readers who are familiar with my stuff have read pizza shop by this point it is definitely my most popular series it has a ton of amazing stars and reviews and just about everyone has read it i think if they're a dakota fan and a lot of people have read the other stuff too but the biggest request i get is more pizza shop so i did okay and like i i had mentioned the big challenge with that is i ended the series with the intent to end the series and so my characters are super powerful so it's like well what do you throw at super powerful characters who have already uh spoiler alert if you haven't read the series who have already basically defeated one of the most powerful demons in existence what what do you throw at them what's left so i did leave some openings at the end of pizza shop which i'm now using for monster hunter but still, I mean, the characters are super powerful. What do you do? Well, I've got these side characters that people really liked. So I'm starting to bring Mandy, who is one of the pizza shop employees. And I'm starting to bring her into more of a main character position. And my alpha readers actually are pretty excited about that. So I'm excited that I had a good idea. Yeah, that is that is rough, though, because I have the same problem with Artemis and Tamsin. Is she's, like, too powerful. Yeah. So it's a lot of trying to get people to like sit on her or how to do control and yeah yep then it's hard to make an adversary where she doesn't just you know squash them that is tricky but then you know you don't want to make your you don't want to make your main characters weak because you love them and it's all balancing so yeah you were saying side characters no you're good um so i'm bringing mandy into more of a a main character role and she doesn't have powers oh my god so yeah 
Mandy doesn't have powers, so it's it's much easier to be mean to her. <laughs> but I'm I'm kind of thinking that like if I write more in the series, well, why not have Mandy as one of the more main characters? Because people like her a lot. So I'm kind of building that. Oh, that's fun. Mandy is currently uh, acquiring her own harem. Ooh. Yeah, that's been that's been pretty cool. So we could talk, you know, a little bit about that maybe. Building a side character into a main character or... Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay, so... So how did Mandy come into the series? Let's start there. Yeah, Mandy is in the original series as one of the main characters in the pizza shop. So her and Billy are kind of the two I focused on building a little bit more than I did the rest of Chris's employees. Billy's the manager and then Mandy was like one of the main hostesses and waitresses. He had a little side adventure in the second or third book, I can't remember, where she ended up, actually she was out trying to get laid and found completely human trouble and Mal actually ended up saving her because Chris was off in hell I think doing something and Mal and Sabian were supposed to be watching the pizza shop and so and she's of course got this serious crush on Mal because who doesn't not that she would do anything because you know Chris and Mal are together and she's not that kind of person but she's you know crushing on him still and everyone knows and she's a little embarrassed that everyone knows but also she likes, you know, she just it's likes cute too. Yeah, it's cute. So she gets abducted by like human traffickers. Yeah. And fortunately, Billy cares enough to try and figure out why she doesn't show up for work. And he calls Mal and Sabian and they go to Mandy's house and apartment <clears throat> and figure out why she's, why she's missing. And then Mal goes and looks for her and rescues her. So she has a little bit of a bigger role there. And then it's been fun to play on, you know, her appreciation for Chris's men and that sort of thing in the first series. So at the end of the first series, we give her her own love interest in the form of an, another incubus, uh, Warwick, what we voted on naming him. Okay. And so, you know, I kind of left it at that with the idea that, you know, maybe maybe she'll have some more screen time, maybe not, but she deserved a reward at the end of this, the trilogy or the five book series. And so that was her reward. And they're, you know, happy as hell. No pun intended. So as I'm writing Monster Hunter, and, you know, as we've discussed the problem with what do you do with super powerful characters, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, I have these side characters that people really like, and maybe I can develop them more. Yeah. And it's actually flowed pretty naturally to to bring her and Warwick more into the spotlight. Yeah. And it's had I've had some really entertaining uh situations with them already like again spoiler alert at one point they're they're trying out a pizza delivery service with the pizza shop and so work isn't an employee Mm -hmm. but chris of course doesn't mind her taking him along for safety and stuff like that and so they go to this bachelorette party with a stack of pizzas and of course he's an incubus oh geez just exuding like sexual energy and the the drunk women answer the door and they're like yay pizza and a hot guy and then they're like yay the stripper's here and they grab work and drag him inside and shut the door in her face before she can do anything and she's like uh <laughs> can i have my man back yeah do I rescue him or, I mean, I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, do I rescue him? What do I do? <laughs> so that was pretty entertaining. Oh, geez. Yeah. And one one other, I guess one other thing that um, I'm having fun with with um, Monster Hunter is I haven't really, you know, vampires are still probably one of my favorite supernaturals. 
and of course yeah go figure yeah staple to my yeah but the, the 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 entire existence of my supernatural life has been like ooh vampires yeah but i haven't developed them as much in this world so i'm kind of developing them a little bit more although i haven't gotten into it too much in the first 40,000 cuz it's still kind of a bunch of you know, catching up and then, you know, Chris is having sex with everyone because why not? I mean, she's got yeah. all these guys and whatnot. So it's just, you know, kind of catching up, getting people on track with the series and develop moving the plot forward and developing Mandy as a main character. So it's it's almost like a it's a continuation of the series, but it's the first book of a new series. So so there's definitely some world building going into that. So yeah, I'm I'm really developing some of the vampire stuff more and you know, Mandy was always into like vampires and vampire novels and stuff like that. And so now she's finding out more about vampires herself. And so that's fun to play with. Yeah, I've really done that. I've done a lot of series, especially when I used to write male male. I, used, I did a lot of series where each book was kind of not its own standalone, but it was its own new couple. Yeah. So I've not done it where it's more a, a, like a not a yeah, well, yeah, spinoff series is, I think, technically the spin-off term for it. transition into a new set of couples. Yeah, sort of yeah. Thing. Like you could read this this next series without the first, but you know it, it's it's probably better together and like yeah exactly. No, I'm definitely setting it up so that you could start with this series if you wanted to, and I'm hoping that it it works, and I think it will because I'm I've done some stuff like that before in in my young adult world, and it worked okay then. So I have a little bit of practice setting up continuing series, but making them able to stand alone. Um, that's a challenge. I, that's exciting. I think it's... Yeah. How do I do enough for right. new readers, but not too much for the old readers? You know, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. There were a couple characters in the first trilogy that I did that people were like, so they're the next trilogy? And I'm like, there's not really enough for a full trilogy for them. But so I was thinking of doing some standalones, mm -hmm. like a standalone series of, like, not novellas necessarily, but just singles yeah. that kind of you know, go and intertwine with the series of trilogies um, that might get confusing fast. But like, so I might think about doing that. I don't know. I have, I have trouble. Like if once I'm, I haven't really finished series, but I, especially with Artemis, I think once it's done, it's going to be done. I think I want to move on to a new world. Even I've, I've had some people ask about like, will I do like a novella later of once they've been made it 10 years or like with kids and stuff. I've tried to gently explain to my fans. I don't know. I could write a main character being pregnant given I can't have kids. Mm, like I'm yeah. fine with giving them kids and like being a mom later. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm fine with what I know and my life is not, I don't want kids but i think that would be too much for me and i think that's okay to say like i don't uh, you know she's when we started the series she was 19 i wasn't exactly lining her up to be pregnant in it right but you know like stuff like that i've had some ideas of like things that i could do in the world light and dark fairies mating was banned so i've had some like ideas what would happen to the child of the first light and dark fairy mixed couple like yeah. that could be something fun from Artemis to do into new one. But it's also very scary because only a few authors I've talked to do those like next transitional ones or whatever do as well or better. It's always just kind of like once people are done, they're done. So it's like I get nervous that I'd be like setting up my kids to fail of my <laughs> I always call my books my kids. But you know what I mean? So. I don't know, but that would be, I think it's interesting and it's definitely an, a good concept if you've got like, it's very different for a five book series or like mine's going to be 26. So 
that's five books to transition to a different series with new characters. That's like the perfect... I would jump on that if I liked the first one, for sure. Yeah, and I'm not up for another series right now. I just want to get some stuff finished, but I want to eventually leave it so that I can write more. So I don't want this to be like a single book, but I do want it to stand alone. So I'm going to have them be interconnected, but standalone adventures so that technically you could probably read them in any order you wanted. But you also don't have to wait until I'm done with more books before reading this one to get the complete story. Okay. So I'm going to do that for at least a couple of Monster Hunter books as I write them. Makes sense. Yeah, if I come up with a bigger plot line for just Mandy or something, I might do her own trilogy in the future. It'll be a little bit because I've got a couple of other books I really want to write. I just got to get this one done first and whatnot. So yeah, I, I think having a couple of books be like a transitional for her and then, you know, she turns into some sort of, I, I don't know what her her plot line is going to be because, you know, she's works at a pizza shop and she likes it and she's fine with that as her career. She's got the ability to move upward within the company and then, you know, whatever in the future. But I don't know if I'll make her like into some sort of monster hunter, give her powers, have her be human and have her guys support her with their powers. Maybe she just keeps ending up in these situations and she's trying to avoid them. Mm -hmm. I don't know yet how she's going to handle that, but, but that's also fun to kind of, speculate and decide how it's going to go yeah i don't think i'll make her into a supernatural but it could be possible like how chris gained all of her powers she might be able to forge her own bonds and develop her powers that way so we'll see it's fun switching it up because like in the, the trilogy i did avery she didn't have powers everybody mm -hmm. else did mm -hmm. my main characters females especially because i write from first person yep. they always have powers. so it was interesting to do one where she was the human and it was really kind of funny when she finally sat them down to talk about it. And they're all just like, wait, how do you know this? And she's like, well, your mom tends to move the sponge across the counter when she wants it. And that's not humanly possible. And you uh, show fangs sometimes when we have sex. And you <laughs> like she's just listing it out like, you know, it's fine. You could be purple aliens. I'm cool with it. But just like, you know, we needed to have this conversation before we talk moving in together. And they're all just like, huh. <laughs> yeah 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 so it was fun to, to do it differently and like have it where she's the one coming into this world and like how she's like whatever you know i want to give a big thanks to dakota brown for joining me for such a fun conversation also to all our fans for checking out this podcast i hope you like what you heard and decide to stick around please make sure to subscribe to the fat books podcast on youtube or spotify or that little purple icon on your apple device Follow us on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on who we're recording with and when episodes are coming out. There's also a Patreon if you want to support the podcast and keep it going. Let's hear a bit about what Dakota's working on and what to look forward to from her in February. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me today. If you want to follow me on Facebook, I've got a great readers group, Dakota Brown Romance. Uh, I have an email newsletter. I have a link tree that will show the url for in a bit and you can find all my links there do you have a patreon as well where you get stuff as i'm writing it and get to have a little bit of input on things like naming and stuff uh, along with a patreon story that i write for my patrons in february the hope is to have pizza shop monster hunter 
done by the end of the month and ready to publish towards the end of February. So hopefully we'll be having this coming out for you. And then I'm going to start on a really fun haunted house, male, female comedy romance that I'm dying to write. So hopefully I'll have that for you soon in the spring as well. And other than that, just really appreciate y'all. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for, to my readers. You are the best readers you could possibly, I could possibly have. And I appreciate your encouragement and all the requests that I've gotten for more pizza shop and other stuff that I've written. It definitely helps keep me going. Thanks for staying till the end and hope you enjoyed it.